0: Log Talk Radio. Hey there, this is Ben Tennyson. And when I'm saving the world with the power of my Ultimatrix, me, Kevin, and Gwen like to listen to the all-taste explosion with the Boogaloo Shrimp, featuring John Pokemon and the Dennis Daniels show. It's hero time! <laughs> Hello there. This special presentation of the Royal Interview on the Dennis Daniels Show is brought to you by Cutie Mark Con, Cincinnati, Ohio's first ever My Little Pony convention, May 31st through June 2nd at the Crown Plaza, Cincinnati North. For more information, visit www.cutiemarkcon.com. Yeah, I know. This is going to be a great interview. I would not be surprised if we filled the stream up. Are you going to listen? Awesome. Oh, look, I gotta go. Let's hang out after the show. Super, bye.
1: Dennis, there you are. There are some things I need to go over with you to make this interview
0: with Princess Celestia perfect. Well, no offense, Twilight, but I have been doing the show for a while now, so I think I know how to treat a VIP guest. So you can relax, okay? I know, but I think I know a little bit more
1: about the princess than you do.
0: (sighs) All right. What do I need to know before interviewing the princess?
1: Well, first off, you are to address her as her Royal Highness. Remember, proper dictation is key when addressing royalty.
0: Um, kind of knew that already, but okay.
1: Second, I went through your list of questions and thought that most of them were off-topic with what the citizens of Equestria need to hear. Luckily, I was able to make a new list of approved questions with some conversation-starting topics.
0: Fine, let's take, a, let's take a look at what you got here. What do you think of this year's economic boom in Canterlot resulting from cider sales? How can we prevent changing attacks in the future? Alternative defenses to Parasprites? Twilight, these questions are boring. My talk show isn't about politics. It's not some kind of open forum here. These questions are going to put my audience to sleep quicker than Fluttershy's Hush Now song. She wants to hear questions that apply to everybody, not just this economic, political jibber-jabber. Right. Tell me, how long have you been Princess Celestia's student, hmm? Well, there was one time, you know, when, when we did the thing and the place. Not at all, actually.
1: And just what do you have planned for this interview? I've heard your show in the past, and I must say that the way you handle yourself on this program gives me great concern too. Whoa!
0: Whoa, Pinkie Pie, what on earth are you doing? Yeah, I'm testing the party cannon, of course.
1: Honestly, Dennis, how can you not have a big interview with the princess without a party cannon? Pinkie Pie, you can't go shooting off a party cannon during an interview with the princess.
0: I hate to say this, but Twilight's right, Pinkie. Thank you, Dennis. Clearly this interview calls for two party cannons, not one. What? Are you crazy?
1: You can't shoot off
0: two cannons in front of a
1: princess?
0: You're absolutely right, Twilight. What was I thinking? You can't shoot off two party cannons in front of Princess Celestia? Of course I am right. Seriously, how do you expect to get anywhere in Radio if you go shooting off you Better make it 3. 3?
1: Th- Clearly th- <gasps> Sally, you're right, Dennis. Princess Celestia isn't just any pony; she needs super duper extra special treatment. I'll go get the other cannons.
0: <laughs> oh, that Pinkie Pie! She's so random. I think this is going to be an awesome interview, don't you, Twilight? Twilight? Ooh, Twilight! Right. Awesome. <laughs> okay, looks like it's show time. You want to come? I. I'll stay back here. All right, see yourself. <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. They gave
1: him a radio show. In the Jack and Joan Stratter Studio in beautiful CCM at the University of Cincinnati, it's the Dennis Daniel Show. Tonight's guest: voice actress Nicole Oliver. And we read the winning letter of the Letters to Celestia contest to Princess Celestia. And your announcer, me, Bell Dandy. And now, here's your host. He is the 2011 BearCast Lifetime Achievement Award winner, Mr. Dennis Daniel. <laughs>
0: Bronies of all ages, you have tuned in to the greatest pony-related talk show in BearCast Radio history. I am talking, of course, of the Dennis Daniels Show. I am your host, the Brony of BearCast Radio, and the Lifetime Achievement Award winner for 2011, Dennis Daniel. Phillies <laughs> and general coats, unicronies, pega Sisters. I invite you to join us for this wonderful interview where we interview the leader of Equestria, the queen of the ponies, Princess Celestia. I'm going to stop talking like that because it's kind of weird. That's right, folks. Tonight on the Dennis Show, we have voice actress Nicole Oliver. Now, for those of you who don't know who Nicole Oliver is, she is best known as the leader of all ponies around the world, Princess Celestia from My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Aside from Princess Celestia, she's also known as Mei Lin from the popular card Captors, Ling Ling and Lung Lung from Ranma One Half, and... Tokiko Mima, from the popular key, The Metal Idol. And folks, I'm excited because we are going to read the winning letter in our Letters to Celestia contest to the Queen of the Ponies herself later on in this program. What makes Nicole Oliver so great? Is it because she voices a rainbow pony? Is it because she voices a pony with little flowers on her butt? Or is it because she's simply an awesome voice actress? Well, whatever the reason... Nicole Oliver has become a mainstay in the My Little Pony universe with voicing Princess Celestia. So, that being said, I have made a little demo reel, if you will, featuring some of her best-known roles. So let's take a quick look at what makes Nicole Oliver so incredible.
2: We no can stay in China. Not one big sister in disgrace. That's why we come back Japan to get revenge on one what embarrassed her. We wait for shampoo get married... But he never do, so we come and make sure Ranma machi promise whether he want to marry big sister or not. Even in China, we hear rumor of on many fiance. So are we thinking maybe if we.
1: Mark. Boring. You can all see my cutie mark, can't you? Like all ponies, I wasn't born with a cutie mark. My blank was blank. Oh, she's so precious. Then one day, when I was about your age, I woke up to find that a cutie mark had appeared. Look at her hair.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I know, but honestly, that's how every pony was wearing their mane back then. I had decided to become a teacher, and the flowers symbolized my hope that I could help my future students bloom if I nurtured them with knowledge.
0: So as you can see, Nicole Oliver is an incredible voice actress who has blazed the trail for many a pony to learn from. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into this. My guest tonight is a very popular voice actress, best known as Princess Celestia and Miss Lee from the very popular My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. You can also catch her in the new Lifetime original movie, Taken Back, which airs August 11th. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you the queen of all ponies, your princess, and my princess, Nicole Oliver! Oh, but thank you and welcome to this Daniel show.
3: Hi, wow. I feel like I should be in London at the Olympics giving a royal wave from the balcony or a motorcade or something with that introduction. Well, we have
0: thank to you. give you the most royal introduction, my Sweet. princess.
3: My princess, yes, not quite a queen, not quite a queen.
0: No, still in there. I appreciate you doing this interview with us. Of course, My Little Pony is a phenomenon, circling the world just like the Olympics. And people have been saying, Dennis, you have to get the queen of all the ponies on your program. And I'm like, okay, get on my face. We'll get, we'll, we'll do it, we'll do it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what got you interested in voice acting?
3: Well, um, you know, I went to, actually went to university to be an actor, and I studied over in England. There's another. Hi. Uh, I studied acting at uh, Oxford at uh, a summer program through the British American Drama Academy, and I just have always performed since I was a little kid. I started out as a ballet dancer, and I sang, and I just—well, actually, I was a really—I was a naughty little mimic when I was a little girl. There was a while there where I only spoke in an English accent or a French accent. I drove my parents bonkers. So, kind of put all that together, and uh, working on camera is a lot of fun. But someone said to me, "Hey, you've got an interesting voice. Have you thought about voiceover work? that someone actually was my mentor, an actor in uh, Toronto, who I admire very much, and um I took up her advice and started pursuing it many, many moons ago, or perhaps many suns ago. And uh, here we are today, so it's it's a natural extension, I think, of being an actress or an actor, um, but it sure is fun
0: doesn't sound too unfamiliar to the same path that Kathy Westlock took, who was on our show earlier in February.
3: Yeah, yeah. A lot of things in our business just kind of, it seemed to, they seem to happen randomly, but you know, things you kind of stumble across things, and if you're given an opportunity, and I think it's in any business or any, any endeavor in life, if a door opens, you should really walk through it and give it a shot.
0: So um, how do you prepare to audition for a role that you're auditioning for?
3: For on-camera or for voice?
0: Let's do voice, just because it's a voice-acting talk show.
3: Sure. Yeah, well, for voice, sometimes we're fortunate enough to actually get pictures of what these characters may look like, so we kind of can peer into the head of the creator and see what they're kind of thinking about. But other times we just get sounds like Kristen Stewart, sounds like... Uh, you know Bugs Bunny or they give you kind of references of who you should check out this is kind of the sound they're liking for a character and then really I just kind of sit in my I have a great office and I shut the door so I don't scare my children or the cats and uh, I just start playing around with all my voices and talk to myself and it's great (laughs) it's very freeing
0: I know isn't it wonderful talking to yourself
3: that's yeah, great and not being put away for it either. It's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> I'm not I know. crazy.
0: I totally know. One of your best known current roles is of course Princess Celestia and Miss Cheerilee from the very popular My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, which you can catch every weekend on The Hub. Uh, what is it like working on the show and what do you think of both of your characters?
3: Um well, it's an amazing show to be a part of. I really feel honored and, um, I mean, for any job I do, I, I don't take any of it for granted. I feel really blessed to be able to do what I want to do for a living as opposed to what I have to do. Um, but when it comes to both the characters, I love them both. They're similar in that they're mentor figures, they're leaders. Um, hopefully they're inspiring. But I think what I like most about Miss Cheerley is she gets to be a lot more of a goofball than Celestia does. And I I think that's closer to my personality, so I really do enjoy. I enjoy voicing both of them, but um, it was sure fun in, in season two, especially when I drank the Love Potion and got to be all schmoopy-doopy-doopy with uh, Big Mac. So those yep. are great moments. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, that guy's voice actor, he was just this laugh going in that studio. All you got to normally do is say, hey, yep.
3: You know, it. It's a job where you get to work with a bunch of other insanely talented people all the way from the writers and the creators and the engineers down to the other actors, you know, really blessed to work with. And it is as much fun as it sounds. It's it's just, it is, it's great. No matter how gray the day may be, once I've done a recording session for My Little Pony, I've got a huge smile on my face.
0: Well, in a world with chaos and disarray like there is nowadays, there's something like My Little Pony coming along that just, makes everything better, and makes us realize that some of the greatest lessons we can learn in life are ones that we learned when we were children. And it doesn't hurt to relearn those lessons.
3: No, I think over the years being a parent myself, how we parent has changed. And in some ways, I think we don't want to be seen to be like the big autocrats. We view our past parents as being these these harsh disciplinarians. But those lessons, those rules about kindness and you know treat people how you want to be treated, and um, you know I think there's no there's no kind of stale date on when you can keep spreading that good word and that goodwill. And and I love shows like this. There's been lots of shows. I remember watching um, Lilith House on the Prairie when I was growing up. You know, and and other shows that were quite. Wholesome, but that that taught you some great values, and and yeah, there's lots of chaos out there. So, man, I would rather expose my kids and my friends and myself to positivity than negativity any day.
0: Uh, can't be helped. Can't be helped. And so, anyway, um, what do you think of the popularity that My Little Pony has generated, especially outside its target audience of little children, ranging into young teens to young adults?
3: I think it's amazing. I mean. Uh... I don't think we live in a time where just because something is pink means it has to be for a girl, um, you know, or just because something is all about athletics and sports, it has to be for a boy. So if this show has resonated, and it has resonated with such a wide spectrum of people, I just think it's a credit to everybody that works on the show, that there's a real sensitivity and and a real willingness to, you know, embrace a larger audience and, and my Little Pony has something for everybody. Um, and and that's rare and, and something to be celebrated for sure.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, when I first saw this, I was like, uh, I don't know, great, another Little Pony cartoon. But then I actually watched the first two episodes of season one, I'm like, wow, this is actually not
3: bad. Well, there's great backstories, right? So if you liked anything like, any sort of fantasy novels, or Dungeons and Dragons, or you just like reading in general, where you like a good backstory about about their characters. This this show comes in with such a richness of of who the characters are and what they stand for and why they're there, and and really paints a lovely picture of of what Canterlot is and what what the surrounding environment is all about. And and there's a depth there. And the way it's drawn, it's just beautiful. I mean, I, I think anyway. I've had a pl- you know privilege to work on quite a few cartoons. But the animation, the style of animation, is breathtaking. And I think you, when you put it all together, it's just a really enticing package.
0: I mean, I saw the uh, Generation One and, and Two, and uh, it just mm-hmm. it just seems so fluffy and cute and pink and pretty and. But I watch this, you know, there's aspects of Slapstick and Samuel Beckett, Theater of the Absurd. And Mm -hmm. you have real storyline, something that applies to our daily lives. Whether it's trying to find out who we are, like the Cutie Mark Crusaders are. Whether we're trying to be accepted by high society and the clique, like Rarity's trying. Or just trying to get that special someone in your life like Spike is. There's something that My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, that has to offer for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, you learn that you don't have to be a certain age to learn a little bit about yourself as you travel through this crazy, pony-filled world we call life.
3: I think one of the greatest things that, you know, has been said to me is when you stop learning, well, you die, but, you know, when you stop learning, you really do yourself an injustice. And, you know, just because school ends doesn't mean there's lessons to be learned, that there's adventures to be had, and that there's challenges to overcome. And I think it's a great a, a great kind of motto to walk by, to understand, you know, like I was saying earlier, um, if a door is open, walk through it. My parents, uh, my dad's passed now, but my parents, um, when I was going to be a lawyer and then I decided to be an actor, and my dad was running a big company and he looked at me and he said, you know, the worst thing you could ever say is what would have happened if. And, and but that's how... You know, so that's how I've kind of tried to lead my life, along with with a little bit of grace, and to treat people how I'd like to be treated. And and the fact that I think uh, My Little Pony embraces some of those stories and a whole bunch of other ones, it's it's just it's really great, great morals, great stories, great tales, great proddings to have in your everyday life.
0: It's simply just
3: great. Yeah. I'll
0: I'll, I'll agree with you com. This is the Dennis Daniels show We've got Nicole Oliver Best known as Princess Celestia From My Little Pony Friendship is Magic Now, I know that you're currently working on Season 3 of the series Can you tell us a little bit about What we can expect this upcoming season?
3: No I would be put out to pasture (laughs) Literally pun intended Mm. Um, It's It's fantastic. I mean, you know, I had a blast uh, recording the episodes. I cannot wait to see your reactions, the fans' reactions to some of the goings-on. And um, it's just more of the same. And I just think the writing is amazing. It's super strong. The characters are further developed. And um, it's not going to disappoint. I can guarantee you that.
0: I mean, I saw one of the uh, clips for the trailer, and Spike sings. You know, when we talked with Kathy in February about this, she she didn't even know she would get a chance to sing. Now she gets a chance to sing. Well, give it a, it's backup singing, but it's still singing nonetheless.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, we uh, part of the fun with everything, not just this show, but all shows is is you don't want to spoil it, you know. And and because we're such a dialed in, tuned in, linked world, it's so easy just to to leak stuff, but. Um, there's so few surprises in life, so I think it's really great that that uh, we can provide opportunities for our for our, our our fans and for people who enjoy the show to be surprised week after week. So um, I'm keeping a tight lip. I'm not telling you anything. Gotcha. <laughs> we'll put
0: a sound clip in there. And and if those of you who don't like this show, well, we got the girl that can see a one-way ticket straight to the moon. That's a, a running joke on the Internet. Yes, a lot of I things know. are a running joke with Princess Celestia on the Internet, but we're not going to talk about that because they get kind of weird.
3: Yeah. No, so
0: yeah. anyway, let's talk about this new movie you're in. It's mm-hmm. Taken Back, and it airs on Lifetime Television for Women on August 11th and Movie Central on September 19th, 2012, well, this year. So tell us. Tell us a bit more about this Taken Back.
3: It's a heartbreaking story, actually. It's about a woman played by Moira Kelly who, for voice acting, she voiced Nala in the Lion King um but uh, her daughter is abducted from her when she's uh when the daughter's three years old, and um this woman, Karen, never stops uh looking for her daughter to the point where she becomes a photographer and starts going into the high schools ten, twelve years, taking pictures just hoping one day her daughter will show up in front of her and she'll see her and she'll know who she is well one day that happens and it turns out her daughter was abducted by a wealthy couple about 50 miles from where they lived and I play Karen's best friend and we um, we get her daughter back, we take her back and uh, it's, it's thrilling um, Amanda Tapping is also in the movie, she's a really dear friend of mine uh, she's probably best known for Stargate or Sanctuary, if you like any of those shows. Um, so it, it, it's a great story about family, about loss, about friendship, some real you know, themes that may sound familiar, about overcoming <laughs> odds and about not giving up.
0: Well, it sounds like a delightful show, and people can catch it on Lifetime, I believe here in the United States, on August 11th.
3: Yes, and I have a big fight scene in it. It's awesome. It was so much fun to do. So, yeah, have to watch it, for sure.
0: Nicole Oliver has played by the rules all her life. Now she takes vengeance into her own hands in Taken Back. Next Sunday uh, on Lifetime. Not Time, bad. <laughs> well, we could have done the Well, tonight on Biography, the story of Nicole Oliver, how doing Princess Celeste, she finally pushed her over the edge and decided to <laughs> kick some female butt in the hit movie Taken Back, here on Lifetime Network on August 11th, on Biography on Amy. Not bad. Not Thank bad. Thank you. Anyway, you know, Nicole, you seem like such an awesome person. And, man, I really wish Thanks. I could come and meet you. I just wish that there was some way that I could actually meet you in person. And, and not only you in person, but other, other people who like my same interest in
3: My Little Pony. If only there was a way that we could do that. Well, there is. What? I'm, yeah, I'm allowed to leak it out. I am a surprise guest at Everfree Northwest on Saturday, the 18th of August, one day only. I will be there all day, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, to, to meeting up with the fans and to walking around and and seeing all the art exhibits and 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 all the drawings and the the products that 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 uh, so many um, fans have have created. So. I will be in Seattle on the 18th of August for just that one day at Everfree, and Whoops. then I will be at Canterlot Gardens in uh, Ohio in September.
0: Hmm, you're gonna be in near neck of the woods, but wow, mm-hmm. wow, Seattle near mm-hmm. the end of the month. Well, wow, I think that's gonna have to call for. Yes! Yes! Yes!
2: Yes! 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 Yes!
3: Yes! 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 I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds exciting.
0: <laughs> a spotlight. yes yes, yes, yes yes yes
3: yes, yes. yes. Okay. Unfortunately,
0: we don't have any Daniel Bryan. yes, yes, yes <laughs> okay now we got that joke out of the way. When we come back, we're going to answer some of your listener questions and read the winning letter in the letters to Celestia Contest. You are listening to the royal interview on the Dennis Daniel show. <laughs>
2: everybody, this is Ash Ketchum from the Town of Palace, while well, I'm training to become the world's greatest Pokemon master. Pikachu and I like to listen to the all-taste explosion with the Boogaloo Shrimp, featuring John Pokemon and the Dennis Daniel Show. Gotta catch em more.
0: Back here on the Dennis Daniels show, we have voice actress Nicole Oliver on the air, best known as Princess Celestia and Miss Cheerilee from My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. And we're going to read some of your listener questions. Our first question is from Timely Tardis Logo. What was the hardest thing when you started out doing voice acting?
3: Oh, learning to let go and not judge myself. So in other words, I don't know if you know, like you feel sometimes when you're doing things, it's almost like you have that little person on your shoulder going,
1: that's really terrible. You suck.
3: That's awful. And so probably one of the hardest things was just uh, going, uh, no, you're wrong, be quiet, and and just overcome that kind of little bit of insecurity, which is only natural, especially when you're starting out. So, um, yeah, just letting yourself go and, and allowing yourself to have fun and not worry about being judged.
0: It's really tough
3: because you're always your own
0: worst critic, and you might think that something is really bad when in reality it's not. Now, I wish the same could be said about this talk show, but. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible, aren't I? Man. Yeah, how in the world did we ever fill up the stream in this station? <laughs> anyway, Anyway, from Dasher. First, I just want to thank you for being such a great voice actress and voicing Princess Celestia. My question for you is, do you have any advice for a new voice actor just starting out? And also, could you suggest a good microphone for recording? And if you can't, I have a possible recommendation.
3: Um, well... I think a couple of things, if you want to be a voice actor, you need to, to take a look, really do your research about what's out there, what type of cartoon shows are being made, what sort of voices they're using. And there's so many out there now because of all these different cable stations and everything. So that, that's the first thing, do your homework. Um, and then get into a class. Uh, most major major centers do have some sort of an acting school um where there are voice classes or if, if you're in um you know Los Angeles or New York or Chicago or anywhere where there's a, like a SAG office or something or an AFTRA office which are the two uh unions in the states that represent actors you maybe go in you know and take a look on their um sometimes they have bulletin boards or down their website of classes offered and coaches offered and 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 see if you can get in and start working with someone um because you know you need to, you need to work your voices you you can't keep them in your head you got to get them out there you got to speak out loud and it's always good to get some feedback from other people in terms of a microphone i'm not super super technical but i like a neumann i like the neumann mics but they're pretty pricey uh akg's aren't bad but
0: um yeah i find that a very good microphone just for beginning voicing is the uh blue yeti oh Okay. That's right, the Yeti. It is the most advanced and versatile multi-pattern USB microphone available right now. It combines three capsules for four different pattern settings and is the ultimate tool for the amazing recordings that we recorded on our show, including the little skit we did, which I'd like to thank Melee Princess for helping us do. That was a lot of fun, and, uh, I, th- and I thought the party cans would be a lot of fun to have as well. Cool. Anyway, our next question comes from... 50 Spearmint. Okay. Will there be any Celestia backstories or episodes even? Because Luna got her own episode, so it is only fair if Celestia also gets one. P.S. Your voice acting is fantastic.
3: Oh, thank you. And I can't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You'll have to watch season three, won't you?
0: I guess they're going to have to. What better way to find out if Princess Celestia, the pony ruler of Equestria, will get ever get his backstory? Find out tonight on Biography. <laughs> well, hashtag running joke. Anyway, our next question is from Milleron. As you probably know, Phantom has interpreted Celestia in many different ways. How do you personally view Celestia's character?
3: Oh, boy. Um... Kind of like whenever you play any sort of a character, you, I mean, I try to embody it. You, you try and put as much of yourself into it, and and when you can find some similarities between who you are and and the character, for me, that helps me get into it. Um, so, rephrase the question again for me, Dennis. What do you think
0: of what do you, What do you personally think of Celestia's character as this grand ruler of? equestria, watching over all the ponies and bronies and fillies and unicronies
3: and... <laughs> unicronies. Yeah, I, that uh, I mean, it's it's a pretty daunting task. Um, you know, she's quite... Uh, I do enjoy when the odd time you get to see a... I guess not a chink in her armor, but you get to see a little bit more of who she really is, because she does put on the role a bit sometimes, because that's part of being the princess, right? It's part of... of of allowing opportunities for the for the ponies to experience things, so they can learn and grow and and become better ponies. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I love her character. I I find her very. I mean, it's certainly I'm nowhere near that regal in in real life. I'm a huge klutz, so it's kind of fun to play someone who's who's quite white and perfect and and with with a unicorn and and lovely rainbow wings. So. It's uh, it's it's very pretty. It's very soft. It's very strong. How's
0: that? Hey, you know what they say? Rainbow hair don't care. <laughs> okay,
3: I know now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, well, anyway, before we go, we have to, we actually have a cool thing, and hey, I want to get I want to get regal for this. Okay. okay, okay, my dear princess, we have had two hundred letters from your followers enter our mailbox as part of the letters to Celestia contest and through all those letters we have learned many lessons about friendship as their stories have grown and grown we present to you a letter from one of your faithful students the one that was the letter among letters i don't know pretty good i'm pretty good it's
3: lovely it's lovely
0: dear princess celestia i hope this letter reaches you without incident as i am currently writing it from the middle of the ocean Though I'm sure that you have had many opportunities to visit the ocean, I wanted to write you about a lesson in friendship that these seas have taught me. When I look out across the waves, most of the time, all that I see is nothing but endless water, and it seems like I'm the only one out there. I think that's the way a lot of ponies feel when they look at themselves, like they're all alone in a big, empty world. When I climb up on the mast and search beyond what I can see down on the deck, I realize that I'm anything but alone friendship can't be approached like waiting for two ships to pass each other by chance. You have to be willing to take the time and effort to go out and look for new friends. If all you're doing is waiting for some pony to come and find you, you might miss out on all the wonderful things that friendship brings. Who knows? Your next best friend might be just over the horizon looking for a new friend, too. Your faithful student Stormy Seas. Oh. That's wonderful. And that was the winner of our Letters to Celestia contest. We had over 200 letters submitted wow. just to have one letter read to you on this interview.
3: That's fantastic. Well, that's a lot like what I was saying, right? If if a door is open, you need to walk through it, not stand and wish or think what would happen if. So that's what Stormy Seas was saying: is is take some risks and 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 not be afraid. Don't let fear prevent you from experiencing life. Before
0: we go, I, I, I feel it would be right to end it with a letter that I wrote. And this okay. is, this is my I know. This is, this is my personal view on everything that has gone on through this contest.
3: Okay.
0: Dear Princess Celestia, I have learned that the brony population in my world is one of the most awe-inspiring and motivating group of individuals that I have come across. While well, there are many different ponies that make up this wonderful world, it's those key differences that make us united in our love of friendship. The world is scary at times, and no one can predict where tomorrow will take you. But I am truly blessed to know that there are people out there who share the same ideals and beliefs that I do, that don't fear being judged or ridiculed for said beliefs. If being a fan of this series is immature and juvenile, then I guess being a fan of doing the right thing, being faithful to your friends and family, and trying to do your very best at everything you do are all immature and infantile ideas that today's adult world has seemed to cast aside for selfish and self-serving reasons. These people are not ones to be exiled in today's fast-paced society, but serve as a reminder that mankind is never too old to rediscover what makes us eternally young at heart, and teaches us that there is no age requirement to learn the lessons that Twilight Sparkle and your other students have learned through their own life experiences. I think I speak for the brony population when I say that your students have taught us all about accepting ourselves for who we are and not what others try to make us out to be. And I think that if any pony can master that lesson, then they have learned the grandest lesson of all the lesson of life. I hope that my show has served a purpose to give hope to those who want to pursue a career in voice acting while entertaining them along the journey. And with that being said, I will take those lessons that continue to pursue my dream of being one of the world's greatest radio personalities, your faithful student and the cult of personality, Dennis Daniel.
3: I love it, Dennis. Bravo. That's great.
0: Well, I I try my best. Of course, I know (laughs) Sparkle. (laughs) Well, anyway, Nicole, thank you. So much for being on this awesome show. I, I consider it a truly huge honor to have the queen of all ponydom on my program. And guys, check out Taken Back, airing on Lifetime Network next Saturday, August 11th. And be sure to stay tuned to The Hub for season three of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Nicole, thank you so much. For being on the program. It was a truly huge honor, and I hope in the near future we can have you back on once again.
3: Absolutely, it'd be my honor.
0: And this is the Dennis Daniels Show, and until next time, have a safe trip to the moon, haters! <laughs>